You're listening to Ron Siegel's Home and Finance Radio Show, only on Financial News and Talk. Now live in studio, your host, local and national real estate expert and consumer advocate, Ron Siegel. And hello again. Welcome to Ron Siegel Radio. This is the show with no real boundaries. As we discuss current events, financial markets, politics, sports, even poking fun at the rest of the media, this is the show that connects the dots of confusion delivered by conflicting media reports. We make the dots so you know the actions you can take, how your family or business can benefit in current events. Most of all, thank you for joining me. Within every market, there are solutions as well as tremendous opportunities. You just need some trusted guidance. That is my message, and I will be delivering it every day. We're very focused, Joe. We only chat about items that affect the roof over your head, your bank account, and anything I feel would benefit you. But before we get into our intriguing content today, please join me in welcoming our featured guests. Uh, we got a repeat offender in here today. We better be careful because, you know... Welcome back. Welcome back, Chris Bissonette, Society for Financial Awareness. Welcome. What's up? Glad to have you with us. And we also have a first-timer with us, Shelby Stewart, Orbit College Counseling. Welcome. Hello, hello. Glad to have you with us as well. And let me remind you, if you ever have any home or finance-related questions, I am the consumer advocate looking out for you. And you can reach out to me directly, 800 306 800-306-1990 or ronsegalradio.com. Just remember, that's a number you call anytime for assistance. When you call that number, it comes directly to me first. There are operators standing by. Quiet, numbskulls. I'm broadcasting. While I do have a great team, when it comes to developing a financing plan, a plan to save you money, I personally work with you. Even if you don't have any needs today, save this number in your phone for future reference, 800 306 800-306-1990. And yes, we are celebrating today. It's a tough day to celebrate if you're in the markets. But hey, on Ron Segal Radio, we celebrate every day, even though they didn't send me anything to eat today. Uh, random Acts of Light Day. Okay, okay. So it's a random. I guess we can do good every day. My my team, my guy, my guys like the random acts of light. I was looking at kitchen klutzes day that would be more appropriate for me I, I even have trouble boiling water but that's a whole different story i did i did cook a bit when i was in college though so that's a a whole different story thank goodness i didn't have to clean up that would have been a problem uh, but we have some leftovers from yesterday peanut butter cookie day we might actually need to go to vodka day when, when i look at the markets dow jones industrial average down about 800 points on Friday. Now it's down another 662 today. S&P 500 down 117. NASDAQ down 431. Oil up two cents. I guess you got to get your two cents in there somewhere. But oil's a problem. We'll talk about where the problem is with oil. Well, we know where the problem is with oil. Can you say Joe Biden or Biden? Infl- no, it's not Putin. We're not going to go there. Putin has nothing to do with it. These prices started well before anything ever happened with Russia and Ukraine. Unfortunately, the president can't figure that out. And that's the problem we have right now is I I just saw a commercial this morning. I thought it was hysterical because I had not seen this previously. But the president talking about Rick Scott, senator from Wisconsin, and doesn't have a plan, doesn't have a clue. 
But wait a second, Mr. President. Rick Scott is from Florida. So you have the soundbite saying he has no clue when you've got the state wrong. There's just a couple thousand miles there that you missed it by, Mr. President. Wonder what else he has going on. Oh, no, no, no. Don't do that. Don't talk about the president that way. You can't have a bong in the president. I got in trouble one time because I had some other sound bites that we used for that. But that's a different story. But hey, let's talk about this. The Dow Jones Industrial Average down 657 points. 657. Now, I'm going to share with you, I am not a financial advisor. I don't give financial advice. I don't even play financial advisor on TV. Although, as you know, if you're a listener of Ron Siegel Radio, you do know that at one time I was licensed with Merrill Lynch, and I had all those advisory licenses that, well, basically they don't allow you to tell the truth. Well, if, if you ask, if you know the right questions, then the financial advisors can tell you the truth. But, you know, ask them certain questions. It, they can't bring stuff up. But I can because I don't have licenses. So here's the issue. June 1, 2007. Do you remember that day? Well, probably not. Mortgage stuff? No, this is actually a S&P 500 question. The S&P 500, well, Chris has all those licenses, so he can't answer these questions. The S&P 500 was at 1,535 that day. January 2nd, 2009. So that's, uh, if my math is correct, it's about 18 months later. The S&P 500 had dropped 39%, and it was at 931.8. 931.8. Armageddon. Well, does it feel anything like that right now? Well, the, the S&P January 14th, 2022 was at 4,662. 4,662. And today it's at 3783. I'm going to throw that into my calculator right here. And it's at 3783. Dropped significantly, right? From that 4662 to 3783. That's about a 19% drop. Not nearly as bad as that 18 months, June 1 to January 2nd. But you're not turning the clock back and it still hurts. And you may be at a point right now that you're thinking, Maybe my kids aren't going to go to the school I wanted them to go to. Maybe I'm not going to retire as soon as I wanted to retire. Maybe I'm getting a job at Walmart because I retired already and uh, the money ain't coming in. But here's the issue. A lot of people right now are thinking, you know, something should I sell? And probably the worst thing you can do right now is sell into a market that's tanking like this. I know this hurts. And I'm going to tell you, not giving you financial advice, but if I was you, if I'm doing my own portfolio, which I am, what do you do at a time like this? Buy low. You invest more. You find money. And that's one of the things that we're doing right now. Now, think about this other portion. In the Great Recession, do you know how much real estate dropped during the Great Recession? 19.6%. About 19.6% is what it dropped during the Great Recession. Now, the real estate did not drop because of the recession. We had a recession because of real estate. Real estate, mortgages, that's what caused the problem. Right now, that's not causing the problem. What's causing the problem is poor fiscal and monetary policy. You've got both. The Federal Reserve doesn't know what the heck they're doing. 
and the administration does everything wrong from a financial standpoint, right? Putting more money into the economy when you've got inflation is the exact opposite of what you need to be doing. So what's the solution right now for all of it? And I know you're going to say, Ron, this is going to sound self-serving, but I'm going to tell you right now, think about these numbers. How long did it take from the time that January 1 to January, or June 1 to January 2, 2009, 39% drop in the S&P 500. Five years later, the S&P had doubled from that June 2nd, 931 points. It was at 1831. What if somebody bought into the stock market on that date? What would their money look like five years later? Well, if you bought $260,000 worth of S&P 500 index fund, it would have doubled in just five years. And by 2022, that 931 would be 4,600. Now, I don't know, is that about a 5X? So what's 260 times five is over a million dollars? Maybe is that a million three? You're the financial guy, didn't that a million three? So you've got 260 becomes a million three hundred thousand dollars in 13 years. Pretty good return on investment. I should calculate that out. That's a good return on investment. Maybe even an excellent return on investment. How do you protect yourself? So what happens if you go in right now, and this is where it comes to an interesting scenario, because FINRA doesn't like me saying this. Borrow money. Take the money out of your property right now and dollar cost average it into the market. Now, I'm not giving you financial advice. I don't know what it's going to do in the future. And I don't have time right now to explain dollar cost averaging, but take that 260 and put, I don't know, $10,000 into the S&P 500 every other week for the next six months. I think that comes out to 260. Watch what that does for you. Now, this, I'm just educating you. I'm not giving you financial advice. I can get in trouble for that. So I don't want to give you any financial advice. But I'm telling you from a mathematics standpoint, see what that does for you. Now, you can't borrow money to invest, but you can replace assets. What does that mean? Give me a call, 800-306-1990. I will share that knowledge with you at any time. Talk to your financial advisors, your insurance agents. Ask them about something called sequence of return risk and replacement assets. Talk about that more in the days and weeks to come. You're listening to Ron Siegel Radio discussing your real estate, current events, and the financial market. More Americans choose real estate as the best investment than ever before. College financial planning, that's what we're going to our subject today. Well, I know, ABCs of college admission. That's what we've called the show. You can reach me anytime. Our off-air number, 800-306-1990, or ronsegalradio.com, facebook.com forward slash ronsegalradio. And if you miss any part of our broadcast, Ron Siegel 1 on YouTube. Ron Siegel, the numeral 1 on YouTube. Stay tuned. We'll be back in just a few. Are you like many of your neighbors trying to figure out how to pay off your debts so you could retire someday? Build bigger savings. Invest in opportunities. Visit rsrnodebt.com. Debt will destroy 50% of Americans from being able to retire earlier and with more. What if you could have a guaranteed program that could show you how to eliminate all of your debt in 10 years or less? all without having to spend more each month than you spend right now. Yes, that's correct. All without spending more from your checkbook each month 
than you are today. Get your free analysis today to see if you qualify. Visit rsrnodebt.com. Log on today for your free analysis, rsrnodebt.com. No purchase necessary. The free analysis takes only two minutes, rsrnodebt.com. Ron Siegel Radio is your home and mortgage connection. Go to rsrnodebt.com, rsrnodebt.com. Are you paying rent because you cannot afford to live in your dream home? Are you paying rent because you don't believe you have the down payment funds to purchase your own home? At Siegel Lending Team at RonIsMyLender.com has up to $25,000 to help qualified people purchase their own home at amazing interest rates. Contact the Siegel Lending Team today at RonIsMyLender.com. Again, RonIsMyLender.com. Licensed under NMLS 217037. RonIsMyLender.com. Do you know a homeowner experiencing divorce? Do you know a real estate reference and the divorce decree could cost tens of thousands of dollars? A certified divorce mortgage planning and real estate report could save you thousands of dollars, and it's free from your local certified divorce lending professional. Reach out to Ron today. Ronismylender.com. Again, Ronismylender.com. Licensed under NMLS 217037, Equal Housing Lender. You're listening to Ron Siegel's Home and Finance Show with local and national expert, Ron Siegel. Now, here's Ron. Welcome back to Ron Siegel Radio. Within every market, there are solutions as well as tremendous opportunities. You just need some trusted guidance. That is my message, and I will be delivering it every day on Ron Siegel Radio or anytime at 800-306-1990, 800-306-1990. The Mortgage Minute today being brought to you by our friends at Geneva Financial. When you're ready for that next home loan, Geneva's got the programs and the products. You just need to make the call, 800-306-1990, 800-306-1990. S&P 500 now down 110 points. The 10-year Treasury up 18 basis points. That's a massive move when you're talking about the 10-year Treasury. We don't see, usually we're talking two, three, four, five basis points. This is 18 basis point improvement in the 10-year Treasury, which is translating into an 87-point loss, 87 basis points lost in the 30-year, in the mortgage-backed securities. Now, remember I tell you this all the time because you know, you can go and get information. You know, I, 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 Chris, you'll love this one. Information, advice, costs a quarter, just hypothetically. Good advice, 50 cents, right? So here's the issue. Back on Friday, uh, Thursday, Freddie Mac came out with this. They said the mortgage rate's 5.23%. You had to pay eight-tenths to get it, 5.23. Freddie Mac, that's their number, their mortgage market survey. What's reality? Well, if you look at OBMMI, they provide the most comprehensive, accurate, timely, and interactive analysis of pricing ever conducted in the mortgage industry, calculated from actual locked rates with consumers across 35% of all mortgage transactions nationwide. So what did rates lock at on June 10th? 5.661, not 5.23 that Freddie Mac said the day before. 5.661 is where the rate's actually locked at. 
30-year jumbo, 5.185. FHA, 5.486. The best loan on the market. For our heroes, that's a 30-year VA loan, 5.22%. And if you can find one, a USDA loan is at 5.376. You can find the loan. It's just hard to find the property. Why? Why is all of this happening? Well, we've told you right along all about Bidenflation. Yeah, that's the problem. I know it's not. No, it's not Putin. It's Biden. His policies create the issues that we're having to deal with right now. Federal Reserve last year should have started hiking rates. But as I've told you before, what do all politicians want? And I know that the Federal Reserve is not supposed to be politicians, but not one of them is. Well, two of them have held a job. Only two out of all the Fed presidents have held a job other than at the Federal Reserve. So here's the bottom line. What do they want? They want to keep their jobs. That's what all the politicians want. How does Jerome Powell keep his job? He keeps the interest rates low. What happens when the interest rates were low last year when they should have been raised? Well, we pay the price right now. Can you say gasoline, boys and girls? Oh, we didn't even look at gasoline in the last segment. Yeah, we, we could talk about that one. 5.014 was a gallon of gasoline, not in California because we're at 6.436. So think about some of those numbers. That's what's going on. So we're talking about inflation. The Federal Reserve did not increase uh, the, the interest rates like they should have. They did not start reducing their balance sheet like they should have. Now they're saying on Wednesday they'll increase the the Fed funds rate by 50 basis points. Yeah, they might need to go 75 or 100. We'll see. National personal savings rate, which soared during the early months of the pandemic, has now fallen back to below its pre-pandemic levels. The rate was 7.8% in January 2020, went to 33.8% April 2020, now dropped back to 4.4% in April 2022. So these are just the most recent numbers that we have. Again, the housing market, though, 38% of the homes are owned free and clear. And I've shared with you. Is that U.S.? Yeah, U.S. 38%. And I've shared with you that home equity is high risk. That's about the highest risk investment you can have. Why? Because as a lender, we do not lend money to anybody that needs money. We lend money to people that want money. If you're in need, get hit by a bus, have some sort of a health issue, right? Ozzy Osbourne, he's not getting a new loan today. I can guarantee it. Well, there may be issues. But the bottom line is, is if you have a health issue and you need to access that money, you can't get it. When the, if, the, if the housing values drop, you can't get it. Take the money out strategically. Right now, home values are still increasing. Get the money out. Put it in a safe, secure investment. We can talk to you about that. And... I'm just sharing that with you. It's better. It's it's it, it'll save you in the long run. Nobody that had a 95, well, I shouldn't say nobody. Those that had 95% of the money pulled out of their homes in 2008, right? They might have gone upside down, but the bottom line is they had already pulled the money out. They were they had that money secure somewhere else. That's the mortgage minute brought to you by our friends at Geneva Financial. When you're ready for that next home loan. Geneva's got the programs and the products. You just need to make the call, 800-306-1990-800-306-1990. ABCs of college admission. So you've got a high school freshman, junior, sophomore. I think I got those backwards because, yeah, I went to college. But 
you know, I, I, yeah, I went to college. I didn't go to university. You know, that, that's the difference. That was a college way back then. But you still have to get in. And thank goodness, Shelby, you may not have heard this story, but I can't write. Well, I can't read either. But when it came to getting into college, we, we, we found somebody that does something that I think is similar to you and helped our son write all of his essays. They, they had every one of their meetings at Starbucks. They texted back and forth. I had no idea what was going on. I was clueless, still am. And he got into the schools. So tell me a little bit, is that somewhat of what you do? Yep, you hit the nail on the head. So a lot of what I'm doing is helping students throughout the process. So helping figure out which classes to take, how to be the most competitive, also looking at- Classes in high school or classes, classes in college? In high school. So, oh, in high school, okay. Yep, so about 80% of the college admissions decision is based on two factors, GPA and rigor of curriculum. So how hard the student, how hard of the classes that the students are taking compared to what the high school offers. That's a new term, at least for old people. <laughs> yeah. Right, rigor of curriculum. Yep. That's so new. planning out their four-year plan in high school, if we can get students as ninth graders, 10th graders, that's perfect because we have that time to be strategic. Um, the most competitive colleges are looking for students to have an AP in every subject. So helping figure have out- Have what in every subject? An AP class. So oh, an AP class. Okay. those advanced placement classes. Oof, so sheesh. I help with that. Chris, you and I would have been in trouble. Yeah, I don't remember a lot of the AP stuff. When I don't I was, remember a lot of. Was, oh, that's a different story. When I was going to call, uh, yeah, I don't. Um, I, went, I went to ASU, so it's it's all a blur. But um, but I just re I remember the AP thing being as big as it is now. Where, yeah. Like everyone's taking these AP classes, and there's a very select few people that, and very there's very few classes of. I don't think I even had AP when I was in school. I, I, I think we had tablets, I, I remember being but not these kind of tablets. It was like stone. We had advanced English and an advanced math, I think, when I was in high school. I think that's where the two were. Well, and it can vary by high school, which is one of the things. So that's kind of where that rigor of curriculum comes in is we want to be maximizing what your high school offers. Um, so you get to change high schools? I mean, so like right here in, in North Orange County, they've got a school. And it used to be, I don't know if it still is, Troy High School was very, very... Uh, academically uh, challenging. So do they look at something like that and say, you know, this is a tough school versus um, I went to Loera, so I'm just going to use X. I don't even know what their curriculum is, but it's probably not as hard as Troy. Yep. So you're evaluated in the context of your high school. So that would be exactly, exactly correct. Okay. Yeah. And and then, so you help them get into school or, or figure out where they want to go. Yep. I help them. So building out the school list, I help them learn what to look for when they're researching colleges as we get closer into junior and senior year, I'm helping brainstorm essay ideas. The biggest piece of writing that the students will do for college is going to be a 650 word piece of writing where we get right to the core of who they are. Um, the colleges are going to know. The 650 words. Yep. That's the max. Not 651. Then you get nope. disqualified. Yep. It cuts right off. That's for the essay? Yep. That's for it's the essay. 650. Mm -hmm. They're all that? Well, uh, for the common application. Okay. So, yes. Yeah, so there are about so you're on you're on the uh the brainy brainy side yep right dealing with all that and then chris you get to deal with the numbers yeah so she's helping you get in and then i help pay for it cool uncle chris so what was that uh um rich uncles that was the uh, that's the, they were doing a lot of advertising for a while on uh, investments so it was rich uncles so, so if you rich chris he helps you pay for it yes exactly so explain that a little bit yeah exactly so um, 
once you get into the school, a lot of some people don't even realize this. There's another application to get money called the FAFSA, the Free Application for Federal Student Aid. That allows you to get uh, money from the federal government, like a Pell Grant, allows you to get money from the state, like a Cal Grant, and then also money directly from the school, which would be grants and scholarships. So does every state have a grant? Like you said, Cal Grant. For the I'm assuming part. that doesn't work in Massachusetts. Correct. Yeah. And it's for in-state students. And there's actually in California, it's like four different Cal Grants, kind of confusing. But it all comes from filling out a, this FAFSA. Now, the main problem with college financial planning in the United States is one third of families don't complete the FAFSA going to college. Why? They don't understand it. They don't think they'll qualify. So it's a very complicated process because people think once they're in, oh, we're good. No, no, no. There's this whole other side. And you've got to do it every single year. You've got to file the FAFSA. Now, is it worth it? Well, if, if getting 30, 40, 50,000 a year in free money is worth it, then yes, you'd want to complete that. Well, can I get 30 to 40 or 50,000 free money? I mean, you'd have to be a college student. So. Oh, now you're throwing all these extra things in. I guess... I don't even want it. well you know I, I say this all the time you two might if I had the money I have now and the time and leisure I had in college I, mean, I, I might have been in really trouble really more trouble than I'm even in now you're listening to Ron Siegel radio discussing your real estate current events and the financial markets when we come back more Americans choose real estate as the best investment than ever before we'll talk about that more about the ABCs of college admission sneak tips and tricks we're going to talk about that when we come back you're listening to ron siegel radio discussing your real estate current events and the financial markets you can reach me anytime our off-air number 800-306-1990 800-306-1990 or ronsegalradio.com facebook.com forward slash ron siegel radio and if you miss any part of our broadcast shame on you but the replay is available ron siegel one on youtube ron siegel the numeral one on youtube stay tuned we'll be back in just a few Do you know a homeowner experiencing divorce? Do you know a real estate reference and the divorce decree could cost tens of thousands of dollars? A certified divorce mortgage planning and real estate report could save you thousands of dollars, and it's free from your local certified divorce lending professional. Reach out to Ron today. Ronismylender.com. Again, Ronismylender.com. Licensed under NMLS 217037, Equal Housing Lender. Are you earning a safe, secure 10 plus percent return on your investments? Is your credit score over 800? Are you living in the home of your dreams or simply where you think you can afford? If the answer to any of these questions is no, what are you doing about it? Text ATP to 79564, complete a three minute complimentary survey, and the area trusted professionals of Ron Siegel Radio will reach out to you to develop a success strategy for you. Again, all you need to do is text ATP to 79564. 
Are you a veteran, own a home, and need money? The Siegel Lending Team is here to help veterans refinance and get the money they need. The VA 100 lets you borrow up to 100% of your home's value, refinance your mortgages, consolidate credit cards, and lower your payments by an average of $700 a month. And the Siegel Lending Team knows that character means more than a credit score. Call 800-306-1990. That's 800-306-1990. Rate subject to change without notice. Licensed by the California Department of Corporations, NMLS 21037, and DRE number 0186945. You're listening to Ron Siegel's Home and Finance Show with local and national expert, Ron Siegel. Now, here's Ron. Welcome back to Ron Siegel Radio. Within every market, there are solutions as well as tremendous opportunities. You just need some trusted guidance. That is my message, and I will be delivering it every day on Ron Siegel Radio or anytime at 800-306-1990, 800-306-1990, the real-time real estate segment today being brought to you by the Area Trusted. Real Estate Professionals of Ron Siegel Radio. Visit rsrhomescout.com. rsrhomescout.com. You can find properties for sale, properties for rent. You can even find out the value of your property just by clicking on the button in there, and it'll give you, what, three different services, including the one that's always wrong. That would be, well, I'm not going to say anything about who it is, but it starts with a Z and everyone knows it. But they're not, they get the wrong, even if, if they've got the, even the CEO's pro- value of his own property is wrong. Yeah, the likelihood of yours being correct, pretty slim. More Americans choose real estate as the best investment than ever before. Americans' opinion on the value of real estate as an investment is climbing. That's according to an annual survey from Gallup. Not only is real estate viewed as the best investment for the ninth year in a row, but more Americans selected it than ever before. The graph, if you're watching us on ronsegalradio.tv, any of our socials, the ABC News and Talk AM 1490 video feed, you're seeing this graph that shows the results of the survey since Gallup began asking the question. In 2011, as the trend lines indicate, real estate has been gaining ground as the clear favorite for almost a decade. By a lot, even. It's pretty amazing. Stocks, 24%. Real estate, 45%. Gold, 15 you know, I noticed something on here, Josh. They didn't put crypto on this time. I wonder why. Maybe it's because Bitcoin is tanking. I don't know. If you're thinking about purchasing a home, let the poll pre- poll reassure you. Even when inflation is high, like is is high like today, American recognize Americans. Is it Monday? Americans recognize owning a home is a powerful financial decision. How an investment in real estate can benefit you during high inflation? Because inflation reached its highest level in 40 years recently, it's more important than ever to understand the financial benefits of home ownership. Rising inflation means prices are increasing across the board, and that includes goods, services, housing costs, and more. When you purchase your home, you lock in your monthly housing payments, effectively shielding yourself from increases on one of your biggest budgetary items each month. If you're a renter, you don't have that same benefit and you're a you aren't protected from these increases, especially as rents rise. As Danielle Hale, chief economist at Realtor.com notes, quote, rising rents, which continue to climb at double-digit pace and the prospect of locking in a monthly housing cost in a market with widespread inflation are motivating today's first-time home buyers, unquote. When inflation has risen in the past, home prices have too. Your house is also an asset that typically increases in value over time, even during inflation. That's because as prices rise, the value of your home does too. Mark Cusin, financial writer for Investopedia, puts it like this, quote, there are many advantages to investing in real estate. It often acts as a good inflation hedge 
since there will always be a demand for homes, regardless of the economic climate, and because as inflation rises, so do property values, unquote. And since rising home values help increase your equity, and by extension your net worth, home ownership is historically a good hedge against inflation. Bottom line, buying a home is a powerful decision. It's no wonder why so many people view it as the best long-term investment, even when inflation is high. When you buy, you help shield yourself from increases in your housing costs, and you own an asset that typically gains value with time. If you want to better understand how buying a home could be a great investment for you, let's chat. And if you know, if you have any friends, family, or coworkers looking to buy, sell, or borrow on real estate, have them give me a call, 800-306-1990, 800-306-1990. That's the real-time real estate segment brought to you by the area trusted professionals of Ron Siegel Radio. Visit rsrhomescout.com, rsrhomescout.com. Continuing our conversation today, we are talking with Chris Bissonette and Shelby Stewart, all the way from A to Z in college admission. Actually, beyond Z, right? Because when we spoke before in the last segment, if you missed it, you missed a lot, and you should go back and listen to it, Ron Siegel Radio, uh, ronsegalradio.com. First tab is the archives. You'll be able to get the broadcast there. Probably about 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock this evening, the shows are posted. So here's the issue. Shelby's going to help you get into school. And you probably notice Shelby's here in the middle and probably half the age of Chris and I. Nothing good or bad about that. But my guess is, is that you're going to relate better to college students than I am. Right? Right? Yep. Yep. That's one of my selling points. I Students will be like, do you have TikTok? Do you know what TikTok is? I'm like, Yes, I have TikTok. Like, I, yes, I like, I can totally relate with them. We've still watched some of the same shows. I think I'm about to kind of edge out on that one, but still have kind of that. So, edge. so I want to, I want to, I don't want to, I don't want to put you on the spot here, Shelby. Yeah. But when you hear this, does it mean anything to you? No. no. Don't you tell me no, Chris, because I know that you know. Really yeah, right. <laughs> so in our day, that was a, one of the biggest comedies around, a show called Welcome Back, Cotter. Okay. And the reason I say that is because I knew that you wouldn't know it because Josh didn't know it when I asked him to get the clip for me. And the people that were on the show that day, I do a millennial show every month, they had no clue what it was either. But the, what I'm really getting at is you speak the same language as students. Right? Chris and I, you know, we're old. Well, I'm old. He's not as old as me. But the bottom line is, is I mean, Chris, you said you have financial planning 28 years, right? I'm not going to ask you if you're that old, Shelby, but that's a whole <laughs> right? The bottom line is, is I know I've got kids that aren't as old as, as Chris has been in doing financial planning. Yeah. So the bottom line and get, I, and I'm working with the parents. So and I, you're working I, with the parents. So, so you relate. Them. Yeah, exactly. Right. So when my son was getting ready to get doing his college applications, we hired somebody like yourself and she had one meeting with us as the parents wanted to check. And then everything else was done by, by text message. TikTok wasn't around then. I think there might have been on MySpace, but I'm not sure. Right? But they did everything by text message, FaceTime. Their meetings were all at Starbucks. Is it similar now? Yep. So I'm fully remote, but same sort of deal. And I think the reason for this is the college admissions process, you want the students to feel like they can open up. In that personal statement that we were talking about, we want to get right to the core of who they are. So if they don't feel comfortable with me or 
whoever else they're working with, we're not going to get the best work out of them. So we want them to feel super comfortable, feel like they can be themselves and kind of let the conversation go from there so that we can get that best essay for them. Now, do you translate that or do you help them translate that essay into English? I try to. Okay. I so I've got teenager. Pardon? I said, I speak teenager. You speak then, teenager. Okay. We work yeah. out from there. I mean, cause I hear my son will come back, come home. My oldest, he's 33. And it's like, that's sick or bomb. And I said, bomb is bomb's not good, right? Or is a bomb good? Right? I, I don't understand all these bomb's things. Bomb's good. Bomb's, bomb's good. good. Okay. Yeah. So so the so you can tra- – now, do they want those type of things in the essay or do they want it to be more English? So they want it to be in the student's voice. Oh. So, and that's a really big piece of it. So I'm not – I want to keep it in their voice and have it sound like them. College admissions knows they know that they're 17 when they're doing this essay. They don't want it to sound like I'm 25, a 25 year old wrote it or a 45 year old wrote it. So that's really important. So we probably wouldn't say bomb, but we want it to sound. It doesn't have to be as formal as sometimes people think it has to be. Okay, so and that's what that's kind of what we found also is that you know the the count. Do you call you a counselor? What do yeah. they call you, counselor? Yeah. So the counselor really understood better what these schools wanted because you're talking to them all the time. Yep. Are you also giving them an idea that, well, if I wanted to go to Timbuktu state, they want people that want basket weaving uh, um, uh, majors. And if I want to go to NYU, they want somebody that's whatever their desire is. Do you help with that part? Yep. So I help kind of figure out majors really for the most part, there's about four majors where that are really hard architecture, computer science, engineering, and nursing. Barriers of entry to get into those majors are a little bit higher. So for those students, we want to make sure that their application is really strong. On the other side, colleges know students are going to change their majors. About 50% of all students change their major at least one time throughout their college experience. So we want to make sure that that college is going to have the resources that are going to support them, like an environment that's going to be helpful to their learning style, like all of that sort of stuff is really what we're looking for when we're talking about college fit. And then at what point in the process are you telling somebody that they need to talk to Chris, you know, to help with finance? I think we were talking about this about junior year, probably mm-hmm. once their school list is complete. And So you look, you're developing a school list mm-hmm. and then Chris, you can help them look at that list and say, ah, well, you know, NYU is going to be cheaper than Cal State Fullerton. Yeah, so I can look at and tell them what the net cost will be. So there's a retail price for colleges, and then there's the net price. Most people shy away from schools that have a high retail price because a lot of these schools now are. Yeah, you have to define those first. Retail us. price. That means most of these private colleges now in the U.S. are over eighty thousand. So wow. So Chapman University's eighty-two thousand a year. I saw a recent financial aid award letter for USC. It was eighty-six thousand. And I said, oh, no, it's 82. No, it says 86 on the letter. And I'm all, wow. So, um, but again, that's not the price you pay for the most part. That may be the net price might be 30 because these schools that have really high price tags usually have large endowments and you can get money from the school. But most people don't know this. It's a little complicated at that point. You know, I just, uh, I was just, just chatting with a gentleman on uh, Saturday. And that's one of the things he was looking at. He had no idea that he was talking about all retail because he's got kids that are ready to go to school or, or you know, they're, they're, they're getting close. Now, do they have benefit? Do they have, you know, in, in uh, California, we've got 352 down payment assistance programs. Try and keep track of all those. But the, one of them is for first responders. 
do schools give grants because of you being a first responder? I mean, I, it's usually most grant money when you see the, hear the term grant, that's financial need. So that's usually based on your financial situation, your assets and your income. So the school calls it a grant or a gift. In UC systems, call it a gift. Then you have what's the scholarship, which is more based on your GPA and your merit, or maybe you played sports. So there's two, it's kind of like two sections there. You've got the merit aid, which Shelby's going to help with. And then you've got the need-based aid based on their financial situation, which I kind of advise on. We're going to talk more about that financial part, you know, because it is a financial show. So we'll talk more about that a little bit when we come back. You're listening to Ron Siegel Radio discussing your real estate current events and the financial markets. You can reach me anytime. Our off-air number is 800-306-1990, or ronsegalradio.com, facebook.com forward slash ronsegalradio. And if you miss any part of our broadcast, Ron Siegel 1 on YouTube, Ron Siegel, the number one on YouTube. Stay tuned. We'll be back in just a few. Do you know a homeowner experiencing divorce? Do you know a real estate reference and the divorce decree could cost tens of thousands of dollars? A certified divorce mortgage planning and real estate report could save you thousands of dollars, and it's free from your local certified divorce lending professional. Reach out to Ron today. Ronismylender.com. Again, Ronismylender.com. Licensed under NMLS 217037, Equal Housing Lender. Homeowners over the age of 62 are taking back financial control after retirement with reverse mortgages, and the Siegel Lending Team is here to help you use it to your advantage. Call Ron Siegel with Geneva Financial to receive your free information booklet with no obligation. The booklet answers all your questions, and the best part is you still own your home. Call Ron Siegel at 1-800-306-1990 or visit ronsiegelradio.com. Are you earning a safe, secure 10 plus percent return on your investments? Is your credit score over 800? Are you living in the home of your dreams or simply where you think you can afford? If the answer to any of these questions is no, what are you doing about it? Text ATP to 79564, complete a three-minute complimentary survey, and the area-trusted professionals of Ron Siegel Radio will reach out to you to develop a success strategy for you. Again, all you need to do is text ATP to 79564. You're listening to Ron Siegel's Home and Finance Show with local and national expert Ron Siegel. Now, here's Ron. Welcome back to Ron Siegel Radio. Within every market, there are solutions as well as tremendous opportunities. You just need some trusted guidance. That is my message, and I will be delivering it every day on Ron Siegel Radio or anytime at 800 306 306 1990, your Credit Matters segment today being brought to you by CreditSanitizer.com. You have a credit report. It is wrong. What are you doing about it? Credit Sanitizer has the solution. And we're getting into right now spending a lot more time as part of the Your Credit Matters segment discussing liability management. Nobody talks about liability management. Now, Chris, you're going to understand this term from the opposite side of the balance sheet. So... In the financial world, one of the big measuring sticks that you use, I think, maybe not in, in the in college financial planning, network is as assets under management, okay. yeah. right? Yes. Yeah. 
How many, how many people talk about liabilities under management? Nobody's managing liabilities. You just pay the minimum payment. If I, if I, I, I need it, I got it. Oh, well, right? So the bottom line here is what if you have your liabilities managed? And I, I kind of chuckle at financial advisors because I get to have fun with them. This is the point that I, I kind of kid them, right? Because I deal with liabilities. Our team deals with liabilities. People have liabilities. And in this country, we love liabilities. That's why I got out of financial planning. I decided that there's more people that want debt than want assets. Everyone says they want assets, but their checkbook tells me something different, right? So we deal with that big part of what your, your income, you get to pay your taxes, you get to pay your liabilities, and then the scraps that are left over, not during Biden inflation, that we give to a financial advisor to deal with. So they get the scraps. As a liability advisor, we want to make those scraps a little bit bigger, right? Get rid of some of the liabilities or, or deal with those in a strategic manner and get more money over to the financial planners so they can give you a safe, secure future. A little bit different concept right there. That's your Credit Matters segment brought to you by creditsanitizer.com. You have a credit report. It is wrong. What are you doing about it? Continuing our conversation, we are chatting about the ABCs of college. Right? You got to get in. And once you get in, you got to be able to pay for it. Right, so it doesn't do any good to get 17 acceptance letters. Of course, that would cost you a lot of money, too, to pay for all those applications. But bottom line, get all those acceptance letters and then find out, uh, you know, we've got the stock market has dropped 1,000 points and or 2,000 points or whatever the number is, and I can't afford it. But what if you had a conversation with Chris Bissonette Two years ago, would you care about what's going on in the market today? Well, you would care, but you'd already have that strategically arranged. So you're dealing with those finances and dealing with that college. And Chris, I want to ask you two questions because I might even set you up a little bit. So we hear all these kind of new things about what's going on in the world. And we learned a lot about what's going on as far as getting into to school and a rigor of curric- rigor of curriculum is that the term? Yep. Okay. When I was in school, we had what's your SAT score, right? And what's your GPA? They didn't care where I went. I went to backward state or whatever. They didn't care, right? But now we look at it and we say, okay, FAFSA. I I didn't want to fill that out. My wife found I found someone to do it. My wife said, oh, she'll do it. So I let her. That was fun. Not I don't recommend that to anybody. And then you've got the Profile. Yes, CSS profile. CSS profile. Now, does everybody know who and who should not fill that out? No, I mean, nobody knows about that. It's about 1% of schools use a CSS profile. So it's the top kind of 1%. So you, The 1% that everybody dreams and, of going to. Yeah, for example, a USC is going to use it, at least here. That's a popular school. And then the school will tell you that. They'll say you need to submit a FAFSA. So I don't, I don't want to cause trouble here, Chris. USC uses it, does ASU? Arizona State does not. They use the FAFSA. Oh. Like 99% of schools. So. I thought they did your uh, chugging time. Yes, we did have that. <laughs> I'll just throw that out. So so I, I, I kid about that because party school. It's known as a party school. Yes, it is. But the question is, could you party more than seven days a week? No. See, and at Chapman, we were able to do the same thing. Just throw that out there for you. What school do you go to? I went to Chapman. 
Okay, you can party seven days a week too, right? Yeah. Okay, so same difference, right? So you guys aren't that much of a more of a party school. They just might have a down bat pad a little bit more. So let's get back to talking numbers here. So FAFSA, where, which school is going to be cheaper to go to, all things being equal, Chapman or Arizona State? Um, for an Arizona student. For an Arizona student, it depends. Okay. It really does depend. I mean, I have a student now going to Chapman where they're pretty wealthy. And they got $54,000 in grants and scholarship. The school was 80, 82. Um, and they were blown away by that. And I, it's because we did some repositioning. So they qualify for more aid. But the student also got a scholarship to, I think, the, the film school. Okay. Um, so it was a combination. So it really depends. So he's not, if he had gone to Arizona State, even if he lived in Arizona, he's probably not going to get that money because Arizona State's so big, they just don't have a lot of money to give you. There's just not enough in their endowment. And so people should really we know what they're spending it on. Yeah, you should really, <laughs> people don't know this, though. I mean, most people I talk to, they have no idea that the retail price is really not what you pay. And even though the school could be 80, you could pay 10 to go to that school. Wow. So when I was at Chapman, they had a they had two prices significantly less than it is today. In fact, I think you could take off, you know, at least a full digit off of that to get there. Yeah, the tuition is probably fifty nine thousand to go to Chapman University per year. That's the tuition just to go to the school. Well, back when I was there, and I don't know what it is today, but they a lot of it was they had a higher tuition because the foreign students paid retail. And they, and they still do that for the most part. It's hard to get financial aid if you're non-U.S., but you but you can do it. It's just directly from the school. The school can give aid, but they're not going to get as much. Okay. So the bottom line there is you just have to note. Now, here's the issue. Because you, you shared this last time when you were in, and I had some people call me and ask, is that true, that you can renegotiate your financial aid package? Yeah, so that's a, I'm glad you're bringing that up. So right now, all the listeners that have kids in college, they're getting an, uh, an award letter from the school. It's usually kind of May, June is when they get an award saying, you're going to Chapman, it's 82 grand a year, Twitch is 59, blah, blah, blah. Here's what we're giving you. We're giving you a Chapman grant. We're giving you this. You can go back to the school and say, thank you. However, I think it's a little light for these reasons and in some situations, they'll give you the most I've received is an additional $34,000 for one year by going back and what's called financial reconsideration. Do you have to do that every year or do you do that all at the very beginning? Every every year because the numbers change every year. That's what really makes the whole college financial aid process complicated is every year you file the FAFSA, income, taxes, assets. Every year you get an award letter. So most Americans completely miss all of this just because they're so overwhelmed with just the day-to-day -day life. Kind of goes back to what I said in the first, in the second segment, right? You can get advice or you can pay for good advice. Now, can you, can you appeal admissions? You can, but it's, you, it would have to be something that isn't already in your regular application. So you something really material. It. Yeah. I have a um, client right now that's appealing their merit aid okay. at U of A because they missed it by like 0.02. And I had said, I've never done a merit appeal. It has its own form. So it's interesting. interesting. Yeah. yeah. That's the only time I ever saw it. Huh. 0.02. Yeah. It was like they needed a three, like a three, five, and the student had a three, four, eight. And they missed out on like a $10,000 a year in a scholarship. But the way the 
they had it calculated a different way. They showed them at a three five. So it's mm -hmm. this weird thing. I go, well, I'll, yeah. I'll, I looked at the. It's very interesting. But. Wow. Okay. So so you can't appeal the admission for the most part. You can you can send them a letter. You can do it. The chances of it flipping the other way is. Now, what about this part? What if you get into, you know, I don't know, Cal State Fullerton, but you really wanted to go to USC or UCLA. Is it easier to transfer than get in as a freshman, or is it easier to get in from the very beginning? Or is there a difference? I, so I heard Chris say it. It depends. It depends on the school. It depends on – so colleges are trying to fill their class. So for the business school, they're going to try to fill that class from that freshman, from that first year group. They know students are going to transfer. It depends on how many students are transferring. So they may have five, sto five spots open one year, but then the next year they might have 15 spots open for the business school. So it totally depends. Um, and that's where transfer admissions can get a little bit trickier. And do you help with those transfer applications also? I work mostly with first years or incoming first year students. Incoming first year. Yeah. Because it sounds to me like, you know, I could be at a point where, especially right now, last year I could afford to go to, you know, whatever school it was because of the amount of aid they were giving and where more my assets were. And this year, maybe I can't afford it because. My assets are lower, and they're made, maybe they're not giving me as much money. Which sometimes that happens, especially on the merit side, where the kid didn't make his grade, so he lost out on a scholarship, right? Mm -hmm. You had to maintain wow. that during the... But you just said that they, they give you a new award letter every year. Yep. So even if I had good grades while I was in school that, say, my freshman year, they didn't give me as much my, my sophomore year, I may be forced to change. Yeah, I mean, I've seen that happen. Have you? Lot, okay. Especially, with, especially on the income side, too. It, that can be all over the place, especially with the pandemic. I mean, there was people who made two hundred thousand, and then the following year were at seventy thousand, and so they went from no aid to getting a ton of aid. Ah, okay. So more more support for getting great advice. If you want to get some advice from Chris or Shelby, give me a call eight hundred three zero six nineteen ninety. I'll put you in touch with either or, or both of them. Probably depends on where you or your student is in this process. But again, we've got both of them available. We always talk about the area trusted professionals of Ron Siegel Radio. Well, if you've got young people that are getting ready or for college, so when do they need to talk to you, Shelby? As a freshman, high school? As early, yep. I have families coming to me as early as ninth grade. If parents are just like, take my student, help them. I have a one year old grandson. Is that too young? A little bit young. A little young. Okay. Um, but so you're going to talk to them yeah, right early on. End of sophomore year is really the sweet spot to kind of get going with students. That way we make the process super manageable. And Chris, when most, the... most people hire me when the kid's a senior. Senior. However, I'd say 30% of people hire me when they're in college because they've already submitted the FAFSA once. And they're like, I don't think I'm never again. <laughs> so con and so that always surprises people too. And like, well, 30% of people hire me after they've already submitted a FAFSA. So you can get a hold of you junior, senior, or after. Yeah, I would ideally, if people really want to strategize the best way, for, like exactly what they're going to pay would be kind of junior year. Okay. Um, but like I said, most people hire me when, Hey, I got to file the FAFSA next month. Like it's like this bum rush. Ah, we get a, uh, we get the, the, the fire drills. I get hired. I get a lot of fire drills, and then they get disappointed because I'm like the school you pick's the most expensive one on the list, and it's you know it's not that great. They've already given away all their money. Hey, again, if you want more information about the services from Chris Bissonette Sofa or Shelby Stewart Orbit College Counseling, 
Give me a call at 800-306-1990. I'll put you in touch with either or both. And as always, I ask, set that first radio preset button to come back here and join Ron Siegel Radio, where we only speak about items affecting your house and your bank account. Thanks to all of our sponsors. A big thanks to Josh and Sean, who are engineering us today. And, of course, a special thanks to you for spending a little bit of your day with us. That's all for Ron Siegel Radio. Again, if you have any questions or to meet any of our guests, call me anytime, 800-306-1990, or ronsiegelradio.com. And remember, make a lot of money so you can help a lot of people and have a lot of fun. Have a great day. We'll talk to you next time on Ron Siegel Radio. Mm-hmm.